It was 25 years to take that man away Now the freedom moves in closer every day Wipe the tears down from your saddened eyes This Simandale is free, so step
time is 32 minutes past nine on Thursday, the 5th of December, 2013. My name is Geraint Thomas. And I'm Simon Payne. And you're listening to episode 69 of The Errand of Mercy. Oh, baby. It's it's the sexy episode. This is episode 69, the sexy episode, yeah, in which all... we will not mention sex again. Yeah, yeah probably not, actually. Um, We've not got really got any sexy stories, yeah, have we, this week? It's episode 69, the week in which Dappy was kicked in the face by a horse. Yes. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Or did you make this up to make me feel good? No, no. Uh, Dappy, the uh, rapper of the, uh, the chart-topping group N-Dubs, I like uh, to call them dubs. Dubs. Uh, a horse kicked him in the face. Right in the face. Yeah, he was in Hertfordshire riding on a horse. Then he got off the horse, and then the horse kicked him in the face. The horse was done with his shit. Yeah, that, that, the horse was like, "Nope, kick." <laughs> um, so yeah, that happened this week. Good. It's a good <laughs> week. Yeah, good week to um, have episode sixty-nine. It's only about two weeks left till Christmas. More than two. It's sure. about. I said about. Yeah, it's two, about and a two and a half that's... weeks till Christmas. Oh, that's so soon. That's serious. Yeah, yeah. Like, mate, how are you doing with your Christmas shopping and so on? Ah, fuck. Ah, fuck. Is that how are you doing? I'm doing ah, fuck. How are yeah. you? I haven't even got. I haven't told people what I want for Christmas yet. I haven't even considered it was that. Fuck. That's really close. Shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's no, the thing, because they start the CRP so early these days, you, it lulls you into a false sense of security. That, that's exactly what's happened. I mean, like, because it hap- the CRP starts in, like, October. Because <laughs> it starts in, like, August now. Because, because in August, the CRP started, I've just, like, been constantly thinking, oh, we're still just in creep. But no, we're actually in, we're in proper Christmas time It's now. not creeping no more. Fuck, it's here. It's right on us. This is when I like to, um, about this time of year, is when I like to go out and do some casual Christmas shopping because um, it makes me feel like Jesus. Yeah. I like to go out with basically no shopping agenda, just go to shops, and then people are like like try, desperately trying to find the thing that they have to find for somebody, and I'm just walking around like, ha, ha, just like consulting with books maybe, like I'm, looking I'm, I'm... at things and putting them back because, you know, I can take it or leave it. I'm probably going to do that tomorrow. Um, I've got a day off. I'm going to go to the cinema and, uh, yeah, I'm going to probably do some very cash Christmas shopping. Casual. Just yeah. just get get whatever, you know, because it's the thought that counts. Yeah, I, I think that will work out. Um, someone who's Christmas shopping got off to a bad start this week is uh, Peter Clatworthy of uh, Bilborough. It's a good British, good British name of a man from a good British-sounding town. Yeah, um, which I believe is a town in the area of uh, Nottingham, where you formerly... My, my old neck of the woods. Your old neck of the woods. Now, he is a teen dad. Yeah, this is a rocky start. How teen are we talking? Um, looking, based on the photo from this uh, news article, I would say he is a teen dad in his early 30s. <laughs> <laughs> So we're saying, so we're saying, like a teen bad dad. He's like he's nineteen, but actually he's thirty-two. You, you've you've got that spot on. He is nineteen and looks thirty-two. Yeah, nice. he is actually nineteen. Good, good work, Simon. He's been being people have been serving him in pubs since he was the age of ten, Almost. without asking for ID. Yeah, no, definitely. He just um, looks like a tiny man. I had a mate like that, Chris Chivers. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Chivers if he's listening. 
anybody who knows Chris Chivers will know exactly what I'm talking about. Like when we were at secondary school, he may as well have been one of the teachers, but just small. It was it was terrifying. Like puberty hit him like a truck full of a truck full of pubes. It was amazing. <laughs> Just like one summer, he came back and there was a tiny 40-year-old where my friend Chris was. <laughs> I, so I, 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 I do, it's always amazing, those guys who just, like, hit puberty all at once, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how it was for you, but for me, it seemed to take, it was a kind of gradual process. Yeah, it took I was a while always, I was me. always, like, the tallest kid in the class. Yeah. You know, kind of everything else, it kind of took a bit of time for the voice to drop and everything else to go on. Um, but yeah, you had some friends. Um, we've spoken about my friend Greg before. Yeah. He he just, he was always about four foot tall. And then uh, and then he went to university and next time I saw him, he was the same height as me. He like, hey, <laughs> you've suddenly got facial hair there, Greg. Yeah, he's like, yeah, no one's ever taught me about shaving though, because... <laughs> It's never been an issue before. Never been an issue, but now it is. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Pretty much. Anyway, back to Peter Clatworthy. He is a 19-year-old, and he claims he was buying, trying to buy an Xbox One for his four-year-old son. Uh, this is, um, this is, I believe, this is part of the cycle of destruction, isn't it? That occurs in some areas of the of of, of the country. Well, uh, just like. Teen teen sons fucking up their 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 sons, and then they 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 fuck up their sons, and so on and so on. Can we just say that he wasn't buying it for his char- his four year old son? He was buying it for himself. Oh so, good. Oh no. Yeah, but like I mean, obviously, no one buys an Xbox for a four year old. Really? Well, he's buying they... it for himself, Simon. Okay, There's no fine. doubt about this. And then like, then he can say to his parents, "Yeah, I'm buying a present for my son. Can you give us some money?" That's what happened. Oh, I see. Um, I think both of us are making equally quite horrible assumptions of this poor young man. Well, okay, let's carry on making assumptions. He decided to uh, look on eBay, see if he could get a deal on an Xbox One. It's a bold move, seeing as it's only been out for like mm. a week or so here, two yep. weeks. So he tried to buy one uh, for £458. Which is about the price of a PS4, I think, yes. isn't it? Um, PS4 new would probably cost you about that I think the PS4 might be slightly cheaper than that (laughs) he should have however read the uh, listing a bit more carefully because what it actually listed was an Xbox One photo (laughs) no it didn't and he has now received an A4 sheet of paper (laughs) with a picture of an Xbox One and a copy of FIFA 2014 (laughs) Which cost him 458 The quid. fact that they sent FIFA as well is just, that's the worst thing. Like, it's not just a con. You made that personal. Uh, um, now, the Nottingham Post, who are reporting this story, um, decided to do, you know, as, as some local newspapers do, they kind of yeah. like, they're trying to hit the big leaves. So I decided to do a bit of investigative journalism, see how far the rabbit hole went. Uh-huh. Uh, they also found on eBay um, an item which was Xbox One Day One retail packaging, uh, the current bid being 7,200 quid. <laughs> No, what? <laughs> so the packaging? Yeah. What? Yeah. But why are people? Why? <laughs> why? Why? Because like it doesn't cost that much new. Yeah. It, well, I mean, it's not even like they're thinking. 
it's an Xbox because no one paid that much for an Xbox. <laughs> no one's thinking, oh, I need I need an Xbox, but I don't want to go out and get it. I'll pay seven thousand two hundred quid for. I don't. They're understand. not thinking that. They're thinking it's a box. I'm gonna pay. So I'm yeah, gonna, anyway. I don't get it. That's that's got to be some like some bullshit. Um, eBay has uh, apparently demanded that the retailer return for four hundred and £58 to Peter Clapworthy. But I don't know. I kind of feel the guy who sold it to him might just take this opportunity to cut and run. I don't <laughs> think that you're going you're gonna to get that money back, <laughs> are you? Like, it's not going to happen. I, not- I've been the, the victim of, a, of an eBay scam before, G. Mm. It's not good. I didn't even ask for the money back. I was just like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. I'll just I, leave I- it at that. I've never bought anything on eBay ever. Never really, nothing at all. Anything on eBay. It's really good for um, for cosplay supplies. That's uh, I get. I spend a lot of money on it for that oh, kind of thing. Clearly, a reason I would have. You see, I've occasionally I've got a couple of things I think I might be able to sell on eBay. I've got a pair of um, limited edition vans I bought once. Yeah, and it's in a sale, but they turned out to be slightly too small for me. I should probably sell those at some point. But what? What? How limited edition are they? They weren't that limited edition, but like you know, they're fair, reasonably sort of rare. I can't remember exactly the issue with it. Rare uh, shoes. That's something I've never really understood. So yeah, people are really into their shoes. Like, I mean, I wasn't buying them because they're a limited edition Vans, even though I do love Vans, as I'm sure everyone knows. Yeah, I just bought them because, like, I thought they looked cool and were reasonably priced. Uh, but then I found out they were actually kind of vaguely rare. Apparently, uh, JD Sports are selling a re-edition of the Nike Air Max 95. So yeah, I heard about that. Everyone's going fucking crazy over those. But, like... I mean... I don't know. They're they're like a nine. They don't look that great. <laughs> no, they don't. They never looked good. I mean, I don't know. At the time, they looked fucking dope because it was nineteen ninety five, and we didn't understand what shoes were. Yeah, it, but at the time, didn't they look dope because loads of basketballers wore them? Well, yeah, exactly. Because Michael Jordan probably had a pair. I think. That, didn't he have Air Jordans, or is that a different thing? I don't know. Right. Yeah, he, he Michael Jordan had no, Michael Jordan's Air Jordans from Nike. Yeah, but I, I guess that they were like different from the air max like, i don't know it was shoes shoes are com- I, i'm all i know that in was that in 1995 i probably had a pair of high techs with with maybe light up laces i, I had some say, amazing shoes i've told you about I, I, my I, I definitely had a pair of high techs the high techs were the ship i had like a pair of shoes at some point i must have been like seven or eight so about like 95 96 that were like there were like shoes that lit up as you walked as you do as a as a six or seven year old but, <laughs> as you do walking as, yeah as you do the light up shoes but they they didn't just like light up in the soles they had laces that had fiber optics that's like funny. woven into the laces oh. so the laces glowed that's that's like the dopest shit. It's so fucking cool. So basically, Don't like, who's now? I was a seven-year-old kid with like big ears and glasses bigger than my head, but I also had shoes that looked like there was something out of a Kanye West video. You also had the fucking best shoes ever. Yeah, what? walking tall. <laughs> the coolest seven-year-old in the world. No, definitely. So if anybody knows where I can find like some some adult-sized versions of those, let me know. Yeah, why, why don't we just make them? Mm. 
they, they've got to be out of production by now, surely. Don't, I'm pretty sure high-tech don't even exist. Though. I don't think they do. High-tech, yeah, so, they're probably not around anymore. So we can make those. Errand of Mercy shoes. The Errand of Mercy fibrotic laces shoes. What can we call them? Light laces. <laughs> well, I guess. It's a bit on the nose. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. if you ever put something about the fibre optics in there? Maybe. Like, Optic souls, opt laces, something like that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll work on that later on. We don't know shoes if it's not been clear already. <laughs> but unfortunately, the problem with those was like fiber optics are not best known for their um, their flexibility. So after tying them up a couple of times, they basically didn't work anymore. But uh, while I had them, they were amazing. I, I mean, I imagine tech's of tech has like advanced enough what we could but do that. You could, what's it called? Graphene? Is it graphene? Graphene? Yeah, we could graphene those shoes. Graphene. Up. <laughs> we could like make them so they connect into your iPhone and crap. <laughs> your shoelaces are pulsing in time with the music you're listening yeah, to. Because because the 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 heel of your shirt, your shoe is also like a speaker from Beats by Dr. Dre. Yeah, and it it's, uses it's one of those speakers like that on the back of Samsung TVs that use the surface underneath them as part of the exactly. amplifier. So so like the street you walk on becomes the amplifier. Oh my it's, god. It's the Errand of Mercy fiber optic shoe with Beats by Dr. Dre. <laughs> Finally, we can find a way to team up with somebody else that the game done changed on. <laughs> Because, I, I mean, I don't know. We talk about Dre a lot, don't we? we do. We're never forgetting about Dre on this we show. We never forget about Dre. <laughs> Much like him, we've been in the rap game since Honeys was wearing sassoons. <laughs> oh, we need to get in the shoe game with Dr. Dre. We do, because he, he knows that this podcast is untouchable like Elliot Ness. <laughs> Well, we've been we've been speaking a lot about about the festive season and stuff, and um, as a result, me and my fiance bowing to the pressures of the CRP and and the way capitalism works have made a, a point of going to Starbucks every Monday before we go shopping, yep. do our um, weekly food shop. Do you um, get your GBLs to power you up for your weekly food shop? Yes, we do. Your, yeah, your I get my GBL. W- she has a. It's the CRP, so you get your GBLs oh, for the please. WFS. Please stop it. Just stop. You're going to give me ad cancer. <laughs> I don't need that in my life right now. Yeah. Um, so so we've spent a lot of time in our local Starbucks at the Sainsbury's. Mm. Um, and I've noticed something. They've got a, uh, a a community suggestion board there at Starbucks. I think that, all, all Starbucks have. I believe it's probably part of their mission statement. They try to make it seem like they're, you know, they're just like you. Yeah. They want to. They want to bring community issues to light, and so on. Yeah, and they um, usually have like someone's doing a sponsored fun run or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, what I saw on the one at our Starbucks this this week, however, um, was kind. It made me laugh. I had to take a picture of it. I have a picture of it on my phone. Hmm. Um, this is a program for three to seven year olds being advertised on the Starbucks community board. Okay. Um. And it's called um, it's called a um, a Kodaily. Don't know what that means. Based Wait, musicianship mean, class. That that's a Kylie. A, a K O D A L Y. Yeah, it's a, 
Wait, what? I don't know what that is. It sounds like they're trying to say Kylie, but spelling it really bad. What do you mean, like the Scottish thing? Yeah, like the, well, Irish, but yeah. Irish, Scottish, Celtic, the Celtic yeah, Celtic. Thing. Like, I don't think, no, no, it's not that. Um, right, okay, can you spell that again? K-O-D-A-L-Y. K-O-D... I don't know what that is. That's fucking crazy. That's not a thing. It's a musicianship class for uh, for three to seven seven year olds. G. Okay. It's called Make Me Musical. It allows children aged three to seven to explore pulse, rhythm, and pitch, creatively using techniques developed by Zoltan Kodai. Oh, okay. So that's his name, Kodai, and uh, Emilie Jacques de la Cruz. Um, through unaccompanied singing, your child will begin to acquire skills essential to all musicians. It, for example, harmonic awareness, musical memory, true, in- true intonation and inner hearing. And then next to that they have a Zimbabwean proverb which goes as follows. If you can walk, then you can dance. And if you can talk, you can sing, G. I mean, that's a nice message, that last bit, that little proverb. But um, It's, uh, it's that... £50 per 10-week <laughs> term, um, and a 10-week term comprises one class every Saturday morning. Mm. Um, you can either have your child be there from 9.45 to 10.30 if they're 3 to 5 years old, or 10.30 to 11.15 if they're 5 to 7 years old. So it's 45 minutes. 45 minutes a week for 10 weeks, yeah. 50 quid. 50 quid for your child to sit in a room and shout. Hey, uh, Susan, where are the kids? Oh, um, they're being taught about pulse, rhythm and pitch yeah. creatively using techniques developed by Zoltanka daily. Oh, good. I was worried you'd <laughs> left them somewhere weird. <laughs> where, where are your kids? Uh, what, what are your kids? I, I mean, I, I noticed you're out doing the shopping. Uh, you left your kids with a nan. No, they're developing their inner hearing. Yeah, um, I, they're, learning, I, they're learning musical memory and true intonation. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. No, we, we, we're thinking about it getting our child involved in that. Oh, good. It's only £50. It's only uh, £50 for a 10-week term where there's 45-minute uh, long lessons per week. Yeah. So a couple of issues with this. <laughs> First of all, like, hey, this is my five-year-old boy. He's Jack <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> This is my five-year-old Jack Johnson clone. Yeah. He's got I, um, amazing harmonic awareness. Um, yeah, I'm trying to create a uh, five-year-old Beach Boys. Oh, we've we found the perfect perfect place for you because uh, this creates perfect harmonic awareness. Oh, brilliant. Um, oh, man. Ooh, little Saint Nick. But they were like five. Yeah. So That's kind like, of cute. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> That's a pretty accurate rendition. Yeah, that's what it would sound like. So basically they just like you you give them their kids for 45 minutes um every Saturday morning for 10 weeks they charge you 50 quid for it and then the kids just make noise. I, like, no, they're learning, they're learning in the hearing. They're I not. went to a rainbow playgroup. Yes. Uh, we I know about rainbow those. song every 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 day like mm. every day we went to that so that's how i learned uh perfect uh harmonic intonation and inner hearing simon how much how much did that cost your parents no idea I'm, i was i was five at the time probably not 50 pounds per 10 week term i, I don't know five minutes a... so it's that's probably my first did... issue 
Yeah. This is like the most bullshit middle class. Like, oh, what's Timothy Timothy doing? Oh, Timothy has amazing true intonation for a seven-year-old. <laughs> so fuck off. Let Timothy roll down hills and look at bugs. Yeah. That's like, what he's let, supposed to be doing. Let him shout outside because, you know, yeah. rather than in a room. Also, that's free. Yeah, it's free. He's not with some, like, weird dude who's trying to teach him musical memory. Oh, this is going to be, like, run by the creepiest dude. Yeah. <laughs> the creepiest dude in his, like, hippie common-law wife. Like, white boy dreads. Oh, no. Wearing, oh, like, a, a green vest top and way that, too many necklaces. No, no, do you know what it is? His wife has white dreads. Yeah. And he's, he's got grey hair tied up in a ponytail. Oh, completely. Yeah. And really mm. bad dandruff. Really bad dandruff. Like baggy cargo pants that he looks like he's owned for about 15 years. Yeah, and he has owned for like 16 yeah. years. He's actually owned them for 70 years. They've been passed <laughs> down through like generations of dirty burners. Yeah. Um, he used to wear T-shirts, but he, he's not even cool enough for those anymore. Yeah, That's- and also there's a very telling thing on this <laughs> advert that shows that these people have no understanding how to teach children anything. Now, most of you might not know this, but I was a Sunday school teacher for a while. Um, and most of you might not know this, I used to volunteer at an after-school kids club, so both of us have childcare experience. So, so let's say that you've got a room full of three to seven, year, three to five-year-olds, mm. and um, they've got a class from 9.45 to 10.30. Would you then believe that after that class, where you've got them to, like, you know, shout things and be noisy until 10.30, you could instantly start another 45-minute class... For five to seven year olds, starting at ten thirty and finishing at eleven fifteen. That is, I don't think so. <laughs> no, because right now, like it's ten thirty and I've got a new class starting. But right now, this room smells vaguely of poo. Yeah, <laughs> and nothing is in the right place, and it's full of three to five year olds all <laughs> going. Learning and, and true your, intonation. And your hippie common law wife doesn't want to move them because they're expressing their inner hearing. Yeah, she doesn't want to move them partially because of that and partially because she wants to take another massive bong rip in the back room where nobody could see her. <laughs> oh, I, I love how this just turned from like us making fun of middle class people to you just turning into some like 1950s <laughs> school film like hippies, the hidden danger. The hidden danger. Beware, their music could have hidden communist sympathetic morals. These damn pinkos sneaking off into the bathroom to take bong rips, as they call them. (laughs) What the fuck, Simon? Smoking jazz cigarettes. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like them, they let me down, the hippies. Yeah, but no, I mean, like, there's no way a group of shouting children is being moved along in a timely In, like, instantly, like, teleported out of the room to to, to make room for uh, for five- to seven-year-olds. The only way I can see that that plan working is you have another side room with a with a plate covered with like custard creams yeah 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 the only <laughs> thing that can that can move three to five year olds yeah. custard creams it's like bait yeah 
you just get a bunch of them on the end of a fishing uh, on the yeah. end of a fishing line, and then maybe you'll get them out of the room. Yeah, and they, they run after him, and you just bolt the door. But... <laughs> Bring in the next class, <laughs> and they come in. And it's like, why does it smell a bit like poop? <laughs> no reason. Right. Just let me wipe off my bongos. We'll be good to go. <laughs> Oh, kids smelling so much like poop. I know. I know. The, the younger time. they are, the more poopy they are. The more they yeah. <laughs> While we were talking about that, you mentioned a Zimbabwean proverb. proverb yes. Um, and we we haven't talked about uh, Zimbabwe for a while, have we? Um, no, we haven't. It's um, It's been out of our minds for a while. Yeah, it's but, always in my heart. It's always in our hearts. It's one of our, I think, favourite countries with one of our favourite despotic rulers. <sighs> Um, now, this is the week that I learned that the party of Robert Mugabe, the president of Zimbabwe, which is the Zani PF party, has its own Twitter feed. Does it really? Yeah. No, it it's doesn't. At, at Zani, that's Z A N U underscore PF, which is the Twitter feed of the Zimbabwe African National Union Patriotic Front. How are they not constantly inundated by self-righteous people? Well, I mean, they, they, I'm just going to read you some of their tweets because it's amazing. So, so Twitter is a very dangerous space. You don't know who might be following you, true? It's true, yeah. I guess that's correct, the, yeah. um, the, 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 the government of the despotic ruler of Zimbabwe Twitter feed. The, their most recent tweet, don't think you were clever. It's like, just get some advice, some more, more advice. That's really sage advice. Be careful what you eat. Are these guys the new Digimon Otis? Um, if you say no and mean no, don't allow men to do it. Like, vague. Yeah. vague I, I think we might see what they're getting at. I agree with you. Um, in principle, not necessarily in execution. And by execution, I mean execution. Our beloved undying divide Commandant President R.G. Mugabe will be on Twitter soon. What's this space? <laughs> I don't think you'd be like, I wouldn't use that as your handle, though, because you're going to use up pretty much all the characters before That's anybody quite, can say anything. Quite a few characters there. Media freedom is a serious mistake, comma, in a vibrant democracy. Mm, no, <laughs> mm, well, you're losing me now. I was with you to begin with, but I'm not so sure anymore. Zimbabwe is perfect. Look at us for inspiration. <laughs> Once again, um, not sure I can agree with that. Botswana, what a sad story. <laughs> what? So they're now just kind of like they're like other other African countries, yeah. like ah, motherfucker. Botswana, where they murder people, barbarians. What? Okay, <laughs> jeez, we love you. Arsenal <laughs> Botswana or what? I don't... Dude, what's going on? <laughs> Why yes. do you love me? Yes. No. Don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are they doing? Some old men figured horns will make them horny, so they kill our rhinos. They should be invited to see our women instead. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> confused. I'm very confused <laughs> by this Twitter. <laughs> Invest in Zimbabwe, your free road to opportunity. No trolls. 
What in Zimbabwe? <laughs> Zimbabwe. You know what? Well, I wouldn't put it past him to actually like like go literally go looking under bridges for internet trolls yeah. at this point. Zimbabwe, we have no trolls here. But like literally there are no there are no mythical monsters. In there this. are no mythical monsters. We have had them all destroyed. <laughs> if we capture hipster busy with another hipster, they will pay. We don't allow for such. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> You're saying words, but it doesn't make sense. Don't have sex with girls under 12. Or under 18, I guess. <laughs> okay. I mean, okay, yeah. I'm, no. <laughs> but that's, that's overly specific. China is part of Africa. Now, that is just categorically not true, Zarypia. Oh man! <laughs> Never kill a black cat. Cats are sour. Don't eat them. Stop eating our cat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Gee, I don't understand. <laughs> Zimbabwe is a wonderful country. We have good people, not perverts. <laughs> oh gosh! We didn't suggest that that you were full of perverts. <laughs> Svangarai will be edited out of history, like the disgraced banana. Like the disgraced banana? Yeah. What? Hands off our people, stop penetrating us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Zimbabwe Twitter. I think they're the best. We should Bear talk up. about Digimon Otis as well because we haven't spoken about him before. Yeah, um, and he's he's only got two thousand six hundred and eighty six followers, which seems a crime. Yeah, I mean, I think we've only got like twenty followers or something. Yeah, I know, but that's fine. We're not we're not a cultural force like he is. Yeah, we just have a podcast, whereas he's a phenomenon. You know, speaking of Twitter personalities, it's not something we really do on the show that no. much because it's just a bit. It seems like being a podcast that talks about funny tweets is a little bit on the nose in yeah. 2013. Our Twitter, um, by the way, is at Podcast. Yeah, if you would like to tweet anything at us, you can also contact us on the email, which is what, G? EOM.podcast at gmail.com. And we're also on Facebook. On Facebook, we're facebook.com forward slash errand of mercy. Oh, it's so confusing. It's so yeah. confusing. Use, um, use one of those if you want to get in touch with us. Yeah. Um, and um, oh yeah, by the way, we're on iTunes now. Yeah, we're you can also we... like like the show on iTunes and write yes. reviews now yeah, again. Us on iTunes again, please do that. Um, thank you very much, Faisal, and iTunes. Thanks, Faisal. You're yeah. a good lad. He's a good lad. So yeah, Digimon Otis. He's a guy on Twitter, and the reason I mention him is because he's not just some guy on Twitter. He's like a an amazing kind of caricature of everything that we've created. He yeah. is, if I have this right, G. He is a a politically a politically inclined Zionist Digimon fan. Is that correct? Yes, yes, I, I would say that's roughly correct. Um, in his Twitter profile, he describes himself as. Digimon battler slash trader. The anime of the same name does not concern me. The opinions expressed on this page are none other than my than my own. The, so, and yeah. he's one of these people who seems like 
he should just constantly spew spurious, stupid bullshit. But yeah. occasionally he comes up with like amazingly clear and correct tweets, which is but, why both me and G follow him. But he he also just tweets. He, he's very politically conservative, but also very um, excited about. He really enjoys Digimon, the card trading game, um, and the and the computer game as well. So quite often, what he likes to do is he likes to weave references to Digimon into his serious political tweets. For example, yeah. this one from the thirteenth of November. I was just about to read exactly the same one. So yeah. I could draw numerous startling parallels between the criminal misdeeds of the AOA organization from Digimon Three on the PlayStation One and Obamacare. That's. <laughs> I guess you probably could. Yeah. He also says, "I predicted the cultural and intellectual decline of all media back in 1999. I've since been proven correct." You, but you're right. But you're, you're you're right, sir. I, yeah. I, I mean, I guess. Like, I can't disagree with you. But I mean, you're just so sure of yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this generation of consoles will be known as the crackpot generation, named for anyone who shows any interest in these frivolous devices. Football makes me vomit. <laughs> He's an amazing man. You should follow him on Twitter. Yeah, and and and, and send him tweets because he will reply. He will to... respond. I, I... I'm looking down. I've actually found like just scrolling down to find a reply to you, which is sort of crazy. Yeah. So um, so Digimon Otis said only a complete mook would adjudicate the per- uh, purchase of a sixty dollar console game based on this bias lampoon of a conference. Wait for the reviews. And, and you said uh, it's basically just a shareholders conference these days. Those were your words. Yeah. We're talking about E3. Yeah. And he says, agreed. However, they fail to realise that their most important investors will always be gamers. Which is true. I, I guess. You're fucking right. <laughs> Stop being right. You're making my life confusing because I feel like I should just offhand, like, discard anything people like you say. But then you come out with something I completely agree with. And I'm like, what if, what if I'm the monster? <laughs> <laughs> what if it's me too? If the lamentable trends menu is any indication, this site is so far gone to the dogs that every man of reasonable intellect has moved on. I think Digimon Otis speaks like that. You think so? Like, he's... <laughs> I think he's tweeting all of these things from from a leather back chair. Yeah. He's, in, he's in once again the private members club with the with the with the, the uh, oxblood leather back chairs. And he he sounds like the guy from from that something awful weekend web flash animation. He's talking about his dead horse who yeah, he used to have that, sex with. Yeah, I could only ever truly love in equine. <laughs> Yeah, he does. I think that you should read his tweets. In fact, read all tweets with that amount of gravitas. Okay, let's look up Kanye West's Twitter. Oh, well, here we go. <laughs> right, Kanye West. Let, let's read recent things he has tweeted. Thank you, Russell, for these kind, insightful words. I appreciate your mentorship. <laughs> I do not have an instagram it's it, it works for everybody yeah i loved working on the new john legend album love in the future out now live for the moments you can't put into words that's kid rock kid rock 
quoting himself on Twitter. He's put that in quotation marks and attributed it to Kid Rock. Of course you said it. He attributed it, it to himself. Yeah. He Can does you, it a lot that, as well. Is that legal? I just don't like to being told what to do. He's attributed that to himself. I don't think you're the first person who said that, Kid Rock. Well, no, he is. He's attributed it to himself. He must have been the first person who said that. I'm really sad about Paul Walker, unhappy face. Well, <laughs> well, we all are, kind of. Yeah, we all are. Have you turned I... how it turns out he's like he was like actually an amazing person? He probably was. Yeah. Apparently he wants this is a story that has come out and is entirely true, apparently. <laughs> he went into, apparently while he was still alive, he went into a, uh, a jewellery shop and was looking at some jewellery and a couple came in um, and one of them was a, a soldier who just turned, returned from Iraq um, and they were looking at a wedding and engagement rings and he was like, I can't afford that one. And they didn't know it was Paul Walker and he was like, no, just look at the bigger one. He was like, I really can't afford that. It's nine. It's like $9,000. And apparently he just went up to the, to the cashier and bought it for them and walked out the shop. What, what a guy. class act. What a class act. That's a class act. Um, yeah. If I am that rich, I would do that sort of thing. I probably wouldn't, though. I'd like to think I would, but I'm not sure if I would. No, I probably, I, I would buy an island and go crazy. Because I feel like the only way that I could get rich at this point is to be insanely selfish. Hmm. Like be like a, like a really aggressive, upwardly mobile kind of venture capitalist or something. I, I feel I, like I don't have the talent to like capitalise on, to make myself like a, a, like a rich person with pure morals. No, no, exactly. We, no, neither of us have skills, Simon. What I'm shooting for is like maybe I'm I'm looking at a modest maybe 35k a year income. That's what I'm shooting for as an end game. A couple <laughs> oh. of kids. Oh no! Don't stop. This is depressing. What's wrong with that? That's it, that's I mean, money to comfortably live on. Exactly. It's very comfortable. It's, that's why it's depressing. It's <laughs> like, I'm shooting for owning an island. That's why I'm shooting for. <laughs> so you still shooting, go for that dream, huh? I am shooting for owning a tropical island where I can play the most dangerous game. <laughs> you want to hunt like you want to hunt exclusively actors from old eighties B movies. Yes. Like Michael Bane. Michael Bane, and at this point he's like 80. And you're like, this is boring, Michael Bane. Why aren't you cool like in your movies? And he's like, I'm 80 now. I need an oxygen tank to survive. I can't run very fast. <laughs> why is he like, Why is he English? Because that's what happens when you become an old actor. <laughs> they sound like Ian McKellen. That's what they sound like. You reckon? Yeah. It, or Patrick Stewart. If they're old and vigorous, they're Patrick Stewart. But if yeah. they're old and kind of wizened, yeah, they're yeah, Ian McKellen. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's how it works. The, it's the, uh, the 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 Stuart McKellen scale. Um, talking about someone who's not who's doing things for their money. Here's someone who's not doing anything for his money. This is a Japanese man called Taro Kokusai, apparently, who he flew to the United States. Landed at LAX, Los Angeles International Airport. Exciting gentleman. Yeah. Tried to uh, buy some items. The staff became suspicious of his credit card. And and in, in, in the end, actually, Los Angeles police arrested him for having a forged credit card. Okay. Um, it happens. It happens. It turned out his card was actually a 
it, it was an Idol Master credit card. I, <laughs> now I I believe Idol Master is some is like an is it an anime? It's like an it's, anime video game. Is Idol Master an anime? That's like asking, is Justin Bieber a singer? Okay, so it's it is. Like, it's not just an anime, it's a brand. Right. Like okay. a... So basically this guy had a Visa credit card with a picture of the characters of Idolmaster on it, and the staff at the shop just refused to believe this could possibly be a credit card. And the police agreed and arrested the guy and took him to prison. And it was only when they called his bank that they found out that this was an actual thing that existed. I think in this case, the police acted in an entirely reasonable way. Yeah, that's totally ex- acceptable. Yeah. Um, so Idolmaster, or um, pronounced in Romanized kanji as I do not master. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Now, now, now you're going to say, Simon, that's racist. <laughs> yeah. I want you to look at the Wikipedia page right now and <laughs> okay. try and say it in any other way. Because they have a phonetic spelling of the Romanized candy. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the idol master... I don't know, Mastua. <laughs> yeah, you see, you see, you can only sound racist. I know that's the power of Romanized kanji, sir. Um, nice. It's it's officially stylized as the idol master, and the A is an at symbol. It's yeah. a Japanese raising simulator and rhythm video game. Basically, what? you have a bunch of preteen girls who are pop uh, pop oh, stars, um, and you have to make them feel better between performances. Oh, no. Um, like, you know, keep no. their spirits up by telling them that they're cool. Um, and during their performances, it's a rhythm game. Um, it's It's got numerous ports, sequels, spin-offs across multiple video game consoles, two social networking games. <laughs> um, it has an anime, printed mangas, audio dramas, and a radio show. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, that sounds it's- awful. Um, I would arrest a guy who had a credit card with this on. It earned over 1 billion yen as of 2013. Isn't that like 10 quid? It's a lot of money. How much is 1 billion yen? One. Uh, I mean, it's like... there's 10 10 billion yen. Um, I, I would say it's roughly, say, 500 million quid. It's, uh, it's a lot of money... How much is that? It's like, mate, it's six. It's it's over sixty million pounds. So actually, even less than I thought. That's not a huge amount of money. Sixty that's, million. That what do you mean? That's not a huge amount of money. So, I mean that's that's like half of say um, the budget of like a Hollywood film or something. I don't know. It seems like if you've got all that shit going on, if you've got credit cards, I would expect you to be making more money. Uh, no, I guess I'll see what you mean. Yeah. You know, like, like I thinking, so like, say this would be, I'm trying to think of like a, a, a Western thing that'd be comparable. Let's say Batman. Right? <laughs> I don't think, I don't think Batman is comparable. Yeah, okay. To okay. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. He's got like, there's comics, there's cartoon series, there's video games, there's like movies and shit. It's a similar, similar multimedia experience, all right? Yeah. And I could, I would, I, I could picture a bank releasing a, a Batman credit card. Could you? 
Oh, I'd love a Batman credit. Yeah, all right. So let's say they're similar. I imagine Batman made a lot more than $60 million, like quid. Probably, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, I bet Batman made like a billion pounds last year or something. Yeah, but that's because it's got crazy massive TV, um, like movies and stuff. There's arcade games to this as well, man. Fucking hell. This is crazy. There's still, their arcade games still exist? Yeah, man. I guess so. Well, I guess I, in Japan. I, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the magical world of the future 80s in Japan. No, future 90s, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it I, the future 90s? Yeah, I guess so, because they all still use, like, non-smartphones. It's, yeah, because the, the future 80s, it would just be like a smoking nuclear wasteland full of neon cyborgs. But what is actually in Japan people have not as good internet connections as we'd expect and don't use smartphones. Yeah, and they still fax a lot. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, That's the truth as well, actually. Yeah. Um, one of my favourite stories about, about kind of like how Japan isn't anywhere... I've got two about how Japan isn't anywhere as futuristic as we think it is. Um, when the Fukushima disaster happened, they had to get robots from America because Japanese robots weren't good enough because they'd been trying to make them walk and shit instead of do something useful, like <laughs> kind of fix nuclear power plants. Um, and also, um, apparently, if you in Tokyo, something like 90% of all police stations don't have a computer. Wow. And they do everything by paper. That's crazy. Because it's kind of old school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Japan, Japan. that futuristic, and you've got animes on your credit cards. Yeah, good work, sir. And preteen pop star animes on your credit cards. Yeah, which is like the worst kind, I guess. I'm going to be sending you screenshots from Idol Master um, <laughs> throughout this week. Brilliant. But, bit of a class of cultures there, I suppose. Bit of a class of cultures, bit of the police doing the right thing. Um, <laughs> now, on the other coast of America, so that was Los Angeles, um, the New York Police Department not doing it as right. Now, on September 14th of this year, a man named Glenn Broadnax... Uh, a good American name. It is, yeah. Broadnax. It's kind of suggestive, but not in a strange way. It's good. Yeah, it's it's... It's nouns and sort of adjectives thrown together. He apparently walked into traffic on 42nd Street. It's a busy street in the United States. So busy, they named a nightclub in Manchester after it. They did. (laughs) It's kind of shit. It was kind of a shit nightclub. Everybody used to go to Fifth Ave instead. I went to 42nd Street on my 20th birthday and passed out and fell into a bouncer. Good lad. I believe for your 21st birthday, we went to the Deaf Institute and I fell asleep in the club. I think and that was then, like 23rd. Oh, was it? Shit, we are old. We're really old. Man. I fell asleep in the club and had to hang out with the bouncers because they yeah. knew they couldn't let me back in because they thought I'd fall asleep again, which is bad for fire regulations. But they also knew that I was clearly fine. So we just hung <laughs> just chilled with the bouncers. Um, so anyway, Glenn Broadnax was walking into traffic on 42nd Street and sort of generally being a bit mental, I guess would be the only way to phrase this, you know, shouting stuff, jumping yeah. around. So police went along and tried to convince him to stop being in the road. Um, he was, he, he's a large man, he's 250 pounds. Shit. And they were having some trouble. You coax a man that big, you yeah. don't order, you you request politely. 
at that point, he reached into his houses and the two officers, being Americans, uh, thought he might have a gun and yeah. opened fire. Yeah. The two policemen <laughs> missed Mr. Brooks, Broadnax and instead hit two nearby women. So you, you missed the 250-pound man and shot two women by accident. Yeah, two good, women uh, on the other side of the street. Good, good, good job, guys. Now, it gets better from there. Good, yeah. I'm glad. I like it when these stories get better, by which, of course, you mean gets worse. Um, now, so the police charged Mr. Broadnax with sort of causing... Dates. By being mental on 42nd yeah, Street. like, kind of... Got like got a court order to get sort of a sort of a mental health check out. Um, they're also charging him with the injury to the two women. Why? What? Because what? Because, because they were they... trying to shoot him, but he expertly Matrix style dodged their bullets. But and he didn't. They were just terrible shots. They were just yeah. They were just sh- shooting and shot two women. But their feeling is that they wouldn't have been shooting if it wasn't for him, so it's his fault. But you can it's say a, that about anything. Yeah, it's an interesting legal kind of precedent, really. Apparently the lawyers for... Well, obviously, the lawyers for Mr. Broadnax aren't too happy, and also the lawyers for the two women are also not very happy because they're like, no, the police shot us. He didn't do anything. <laughs> He was just being a bit mental. He was just a bit mental, and the police decided to shoot us as a result. I I also want to make clear he didn't have any sort of weapon on him. No, he just put his hand in his pants, because that's what you do when you're a dude and you're mental on a street. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's like dudes are constantly struggling not to put their hands in their pants anyway. I can't. I, I, yeah. If you're I'm a microbiologist and I struggle. Yeah, if you're a bit mental, it's just there's no chance you're not going <laughs> All to. bets are off at that point. So, yeah, the police. Oh, fucking Talked about them a lot recently. Not being so great. Not guys. being good at your jobs, New York police. <laughs> Be better. You guys, not so great. Take, take a tip from LA. They're, they're arresting people for the right reasons. Anime credit cards. Are you? Yeah, you're not doing that. No. You need to be better. Arrest more people. I want to see more perps going into jail because of anime credit cards in New York, please. Man, imagine being that guy turning up at an airport and like an airport where you may or may not speak the language and they they're, they're basically putting you in jail because your because your credit card has cartoon girls on it. So your credit card cannot be real. It's, it's too creepy. It's too there's no way any bank would any legitimate business would not issue this credit card. I mean it's like bloop bloop bloop. Hi, it's the Bank of Japan. Did you authorize a credit card with creepy anime girls on? Yeah. Yeah, we did that. Bunch oh, what do you mean one, or do you mean one billion? <laughs> yeah, because we've made a billion off them. So. There's five for every person in Japan, and then some, because <laughs> we're, 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 we're preparing for a rush on them. Yeah, because they are that popular. <laughs> Speaking of credit cards, I have a um, a plan to get rich, G. Would you like to hear my plan to get rich? Uh, okay, if it involves credit cards, I'm not sure it'll work. No, it's not. It's not one of those. No, okay. no. Um, I got um, the Steam sale occurred recently. The autumn Steam sale finished last week. Um, yeah. I managed to restrict myself to buying one game. Okay. I bought Counter Strike Global Offensive, okay. uh, which is so like the new do. version of Counter Strike. Yeah. yeah. Used to play a lot of that back in the day, um, and it's. 
it's got a really cool feature in it where you can just jump into watching replays of any professional game that has been played in the last three weeks. Yeah. Any esports game, if you will. So, yeah, any, any yeah, okay. Well, so, you know, we've spoken about esports on the show before. And we have differing opinions. Um, yeah, we have this. very different opinions. So I was watching a, a um, like a stream of, of some people playing. It was DreamHack a couple of weeks ago and, and, and Team Fnatic were playing Team Ninjas in Pyjamas, who are two quite big Swedish um, CS teams. And, like, you can watch the game from the perspective of the players, so, like, first-person view, like they're seeing. And I'm watching them, like, play against each other. And the, the movements and stuff, I'm like, these guys are, like, crazy. Like, I don't think I'd ever be able to be as good as these guys at playing this game. And I was, like, thinking about esports and stuff. And I've come up with a plan which is foolproof and it will make us a lot of money. So here's the plan, right? So esports is a thing, whether you like it or not. It's yeah. kind of like a sport. You don't think it's a sport. A lot yeah. of people disagree. People are willing to put a lot of money on the line. And you can make a lot of money if you've got a successful esports team. Hmm. Now, one of the things that real sports has that esports does not have um, is a rigorous system of drug regulation. Oh, okay. So what I'm thinking is we take a couple of down-and-out American teens, we give them a lot of Adderall. Yeah. And pro esports team. Okay, I'm going to just... I don't know a lot about esports. We know this. Kind of assuming the guys who play it are on a lot of drugs already. You reckon? Yeah. You reckon that's already happening? I'm pretty sure that's, that's, pro that's probably why they're so good. You reckon? There's probably a shitload of, like, yeah, Adderall and Shit, so they've, they've made that connection already. Yeah, I'm like, I really think you're late on the game on this one, Simon. Okay, new money-making scheme. Okay. <laughs> we, we go on, like, an explorative documentary about the shadowy problem of drugs in esports. But you see, that's good. That like, is cool. Think think about all the terrified parents. When think about all of the amazingly awkward vox pops with like South Korean like lol players who don't speak very much English anyway and are quite socially awkward because all they can do is play lol. But this is like their parents are like you think you're you think he's playing video games, but at least he's 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 not up to anything dangerous. Well, have we got a story for you? <laughs> dun, 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 yeah. dun. Dateline had snapped that up. Yeah, shit. Like, I mean, we should produce this. Get Chris Hansen on board. Oh, Damn. man, Chris Hansen would be amazing. Yeah. Just watching him, like, like doing that kind of calm and collected but terrifying interview technique with, like, yeah. with, with teens who just play Counter-Strike. Tell me that wouldn't be the greatest. That would Tell be amazing. And they'd agree to do it because he's like, they love him. They yeah. love the guy. Because he protects them. He protects them from the peds. He's like their he's like their Batman. Yeah, pretty much. He is basically the real life version of Batman. He does what the police can't. <laughs> we just catch the peds, thank God. Thank God for him. But that all ended. Oh, because I... it was kind of entrapment, but that's not important. <laughs> yeah, kind yeah. But it's it not wasn't really. important, was it? Not really. It was no. a massive intrusion into people's legal rights, but who cares? Because they yeah. were monsters. <laughs> What a golden age of television that was. Not anymore, though. Not anymore. All we got now is bait car. <laughs> Fucking bait car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all right, but it's hardly like... 
it's hardly catching peds, is it? It hardly is. But you know, we get them to catch those these video game drug rings. Oh man, what if there's hear that phrase? Hear that phrase. Video game drug rings is like it's it's made for the Daily Mail. That exactly. Like imagine not making a million pounds just by saying video game drug rings. Like that's what you'd have to do. You'd have to just like walk into the Daily Mail and and be like, I got a story for you. And like, what is it? And you'd just be like, video game drug rings. And And they're like, oh my god, give them all the money. Give this man all of our money. Open the vault with all the secret Nazi gold in it. Because <laughs> they have a lot with, of They gold. have got no. so much Nazi gold. And you know what? I'm not particularly discerning. I'll take a gold bar with a swastika on it because it's still gold. Still gold. You I'll know. take it, Daily Mail. I've got a story here for you. You've got to give me all of those gold bars with the swastikas on them. <laughs> I take them off your hands. I'll grind the swastikas off. I don't mind. <laughs> it's fine. I'll it's do fine. that for you. Video game drug rings. Probably a thing, man. Almost definitely. Like, not even probably. It's a thing. It's totally a thing. Yeah, these guys just like kind of like getting off their faces on on Adderall before they 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 play the big match. And then suddenly it's like, yeah, they get like not just that. I mean, all sorts of shit. Like everything. Any, Speed. Yeah. Yeah, do any sort of amphetamines. They're all, all they're all about that stuff. Yes, we could yeah. do it. Yeah, there crystal we go. Counter Strike, Crystal Crystal Strike, Crystal Strike, <laughs> Call of Crystal Meth, <laughs> <laughs> Call of Doobie. <laughs> That's what we'll call it. Oh, hey, well, I found my new Steam name. So, Call of Doobies. My my steam name currently is Shaquille O'Feel. This is so good, such a good name. My fiance came up with it. It's, c- congratulations, Nicole. That's an awesome. It's name. a great name, and and also I currently have a like a sixteen bit version of Shaquille O'Neal with my picture. Shaquille O'Feel. <laughs> there he is. He's uh, and your anime shadow war. I'm still, I'm still looking for a new name. I, I'm kind of I'm, I'm tired of the anime shadow war. But I can't think of anything better right now. G changes his team name like basically every week to something more horrifying to the, than the thing it was before. <laughs> for a while, it was guy. It was it? guy for ages. Yes. <laughs> um, I think I don't know. Miss American Teen Sexuality is one of my favorites. <laughs> Basically anything that will make people go, what? When it comes up on Kill Cam. Olympic Sex Village. <laughs> the best was playing, that. I think that was the period where I was playing a lot of multiplayer shake in Total War. That was quite <laughs> fun. What? Olympic Sorry, Sex what? Village. That's what I'm playing as. Who is burning my villages? It's Olympic sex village. Is he burning your villages? Hands He's replacing like... them with Olympic sex villages. <laughs> See, we've mentioned sex now, so that's it. We have oh, to finish no. episode 69. Episode 69 ruined it. We've ruined it. That's well, we're just going to have to finish it now. That's it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I hope you've had fun this week. I've already given our contact details at EOM Podcast, uh, Errand of Mercy on Facebook, and EOM.podcast at gmail.com for email stuff. Um, yeah, so please tell a friend if you've enjoyed the show. Um, there are also clips available on our YouTube channel. That's also EOM Podcast. Um, so, you know, you can just send a friend one of those. Um, we've got yeah. to our goat man up there. We've got the, the tooth 
Keith. Um, yeah, there's a bit of stuff on that. There's, there's lots of cool stuff, and we'll be adding more stuff as the weeks go by as we find things that we like. Yeah, and um, so yeah, um, please listen again next week um, when we'll be speaking at you and your faces, especially your faces, especially your faces. Episode seventy, it's gonna be big. Yeah, we're only seven episodes away from the Lord's number. Then is that the Lord's number? No, it's seventy times seven. Fuck. That's that's a shitload. That's really big. Is that 420? Oh my god. Please tell me it's 420. (laughs) I'm just saying it is. Let's say it's episode 420 will be the Lord's episode. (laughs) The Lord's episode. (laughs) Till then, uh, good night. Good night and God bless. Thank you.